Thank y'all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to all the sponsors of the show, Par Hopper. Y'all go check out my boy and all his cool golf apparel. Straight Haggard Thread Company, Grid Iron Coffee, Williams Tire, Nobles Networking, uh, Proud 90 Golf. They've sent me some stuff. Thank you, guys. Go check them out. I want to give a big thank you to Red Circle, our management company. You guys have really made things easy on me, and I'm very appreciative of all that you've done. Uh, thank you to all the corporate sponsors that have been on the show. It's still crazy to hear Verizon as a sponsor, DraftKings, State Farm, Geico. It's weird, but I'm very appreciative uh, of the dollars you send me. Thank you very much. Our sponsor for the month of September was Drizzly, the alcohol delivery company. Your time's up now, boys, but uh, hey. Renew, we'd love having you to be part of the show some more and uh, getting some more free alcohol. That's a that's a big thank you <laughs> that I need to send you guys. Um, tomorrow, October the 1st, is our one-year anniversary, our first show. We did our show with the Raising Grace Girls back on Monday. Um, we've got a very special show coming tomorrow night, uh, Friday night, with some guys that have been on the show. And we're going to sit around and we're going to shit talk. But this one right here, it took a whole year for me to get the balls up to do this because I initially said I wasn't going to do it. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to get shit off your chest. And you folks are going to get to decide what's just and what's unjust. Um, but before I get into that, I want to give a special thank you to a lot of people. Uh, everybody that's been on the show this year. Ginger Billy, Catfish Cooley, uh, Miss Brianna, uh, Let's see. I know it's hard for me to just sit here and name everybody at one point in time. Lee Tucker, Dustin Heron, Flawless, Lawless, Conservative Anthony. Um, Conservative Barbie was on here once. Uh, Miss Brittany Jacobs. Um, she is a, a widow. Uh, her story, go listen to it. It was a great story. Everybody's stories have been Kristen Kelly, Allie Colleen, um, Jesse Wayne Taylor. I can sit here and it'll take me an hour to name everybody. Matthew Burton, Josh Davies, Tyler Branch, um, literally Justin Dukes, Ethan Phillips, Trey Landon, Matt McKinney. I'm going to leave a lot of people out, and I'm not trying to butt hurt nobody. Cody Wiggins, I'm not going to leave you out, you son of a bitch. Cobbly, um, some of my best friends in this world. I'm grateful for each and every one of y'all. Um, and I know some of y'all think I'm going to be petty and leave out Kylie Strickland. I'm not going to leave out that bitch. Um, Kylie, I know me and you might have our differences or whatever right now, but I want you to know, never stop loving you. Still proud of you. Still think the world of you. Still think you're meant more than what you actually do right now. Thank you are, uh, I don't think you're a flash in the pan. I think you're going to end up being amazing one day. You just got to figure out that niche first and then you are going to fucking, you can sell ice water in hell. So just know I love you, and I'm grateful for what you have helped the show do. Um, trying to think if there's anybody else that hates me that's been on the show. I don't think so. I think everybody else that's been on the show has been pretty fucking cool. Uh, Creed Fisher. I forgot about fucking Creed. God. Trey, uh, Trey Lewis. I'm getting kind of sentimental here now. Now I want to make sure I name everybody, and there's just no way I'm going to do that with 130 episodes. But uh, to all those folks, I am grateful. And to everybody who I didn't name, I'm extremely sorry. Not that I don't give a shit about you. Uh, it's just at the present moment with everything else that I've got on my mind, that's the ones that are really sticking out. Um, even though there were some amazing shows with other people, 
that we've done in the past year. Oh, Kelsey and Curtis. I don't know how I was going to leave that bitch out. Um, <clears throat> Stephanie Lee, who just did one last week. John Michael. Um, Stuart Breadstick Anthony. That dude was fucking awesome. Everybody, everybody. So thank you. I'm not going to keep naming names. You can send me a pissed off letter or email if I didn't name yours and you think it was something personal. Because it wasn't. It wasn't. I promise. I love you guys. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, now let's get into it. Let's spill some fucking tea. Um, I was fired, but let me tell you how I got hired first. And if any legal teams are listening to this right now, just know I'm smart, smart. Some names are fixing to be changed. Uh, we're not going to say anything in particular about where I worked. Uh, if the shoe fits, all I can tell you motherfuckers to do is wear it. You know who you are and you know what you did. So first off, uh, a couple years ago, my boy Dave Stone. At 92.9 down in Valdosta. Kragen. Y'all check him out in the mornings. He's fucking amazing. He was on Axe Men or Swamp Loggers. I can't remember which one it was at this present moment, but he's awesome. Um, he had me on his show a couple times. They invited me to the Country Music Awards in Macon, Georgia Country Music Awards, and uh, kind of wined and dined me, bought me some free beer. The girl I was dating at the time, they uh, they might have even took us out to eat if I remember right. I can't, I can't remember. And um, they offered me a job that night coming to work in radio. And I turned it down. Uh, I didn't want to leave her, and I damn sure didn't want to leave my daughter who was in this area. So I, I refused at the time. And uh, about six months later, I get uh, a phone call from some people that uh, followed me on social media, followed me on my Snapchat and all the rest of my stuff. And they were letting me know, hey, there's a dude about to get fired here. And we think you'd be wonderful for this position. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is like the hometown shit. You know, this is, you know, this is still big leagues, 100,000 watt radio station. You know, uh, I'm down for it. Let's fucking do it. So they pulled me in. Uh, I never interviewed for the job, really. Like, I think they knew they were going to hire me right off the bat. Uh, I didn't know that now that I say that. Like, I kept blowing up people's phones, wanting to know what they thought. But I went into an interview with uh, one of the guys that actually runs that place, the station manager, the program manager, and then the guy who oversees them because they have a lot of radio stations. And uh, I have nothing in this world but the utmost respect for the program manager there, who uh, I still talk to sometimes. Um, he He helped my career so much, it's ridiculous. Um, also, the person who runs that for the owner, I have nothing but respect for that man. Uh, he was always so kind and nice to me and everything. But the other person that might have been in that room, uh, we're going to call him Pig Vomit. And if you have ever watched the Howard Stern movie or read the book, then you know what Pig Vomit is. Pig Vomit was his station manager when he was at WMBC. Or whatever the fuck it is. I just watched it the other day. Um, but he called him pig vomit because he looked like a pig. And when he saw him, he made him want to vomit. And I thought to myself, well, this is my first station manager. I'm going to call him fucking pig vomit the whole time. Or Peter Griffin. Pig vomit, if you're ever listening to this, you're a piece of shit. And I hope they check your books one day. Uh, you didn't even have the balls to call me and say, hey, thanks for working here. Thanks for making us a little bit of money. Uh, or nothing. You never did. You never did. You are sackless. You are pretty much what uh, a woman is when she tries to transition into a man. 
you look like you got your fucking sex change on Wish. Uh, if you can't tell, I still have not heard from this person. I still, I got fired September the 10th. My birthday last year. One person called me from that radio station to let me know that I was no longer working there. That person was emotional when they called me and was pissed that it was happening to me. The reason why I know this is because we've talked several times after and they had a very hard time even telling me over the phone. Um, like I said, my program director, I have nothing but respect for you. You don't get thrown under the bus at all right here. But pig vomit and some more people do. Um, I know it sounds like I'm just being petty like towards this person or whatever, but this person fucks over everyone there. Everybody at that place all talk shit about this one person in particular. Uh, and there's not a day goes by that somebody isn't running their mouth about pig vomit. Not, not a single day. Uh, I know that he was way too flirty with some of the sales reps. Way too flirty. I know he made it weird at times. Very, very weird. reason why I know that he made it weird is because I happen to be friends with one of the sales reps still. Uh, and you know what? I can tell. I can tell you tried to be a sneaky son of a bitch. You already got a hot wife, by the way. Hey, and let me tell you, his wife smoking. And not even smoking, but sweet as can be. Uh, to those ladies who worked in the front office there, I love you guys. You guys were awesome. Uh, I miss y'all. I, I do. I do. I miss the people who, I miss the people that I thought were sincere. That's who, that's who the fuck I miss. I miss the sincere people. Um, it is Sometimes I get mad and sometimes I want to go back and burn that motherfucker to the ground. But the thing is, it's country radio. It's already getting burnt to the fucking ground. But the day that I go in there and they're talking to me, they're interviewing me, asking me questions and everything. I said to them, I said, I want to do this because I think radio is dying. Now, to most of y'all, that probably doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Why would somebody want to work in an industry that is dying? Because I knew I could turn it around. I knew if I was given the reins and I was given a chance that I would bring listeners back, that I would provide new and interesting content, that I would do something completely, completely different. And I did. I was me. Now, I want y'all to take into consideration before I start spilling some more shit. I had never worked in radio. I had only been a guest on uh, my boys' show down in Valdosta. And I did not know what I was doing. From day one, did not know what I was doing. I was thrown into the fire. If anybody who listens to morning radio, you know that's the show of the day. You know, that's the big deal. That's when everybody's riding to school in the mornings and they want to be entertained. They want to be picked up. They want to be made. They want to feel good about their day. That is your job to do that shit. But it's also your job to be a real ass person because people are so tired of seeing fake smiles and hearing fake baby back bullshit out of people's mouths. That's why I was successful. That's why I was good. That's why I made several people swallow their words when I walked in the door. Now, I did suck at some of the technical aspects of the job. There was a couple times that I really messed up. Leave a pod on when you shouldn't leave a pod on. They could hear you talking. Uh, I probably dropped a couple four-letter words. Um, you know, shit happens. Shit happens. And uh, you know what, though? 
nobody ever complained. Nobody ever complained. And the whole time I was there, I pissed off one group one time, and it was the Sons of Confederacy. Now, the cool thing about that is I've got to talk to some of these guys after the fact and explain to them my stance a little more in depth with everything. And you know what? They're cool with me. So, Sons of Confederacy, even though y'all might have sent a couple death threats, talked a little shit, I tip my hat to you boys. I, I just want everybody to be happy, whether you're different or not. I might not agree with everything that you fucking stand for or some of the things you say or do, but that don't mean I don't think you have the right to say and do those things. So just just know, don't come burn my fucking studio down. <laughs> I do. I wish each and every one of you and your families the best. Um, but I also wish the opposite side of that the best. Um, so from right off the bat, it's a little bumpy, a little rocky, but you could tell like, the show was getting traction. The show was like people liked what I do. They liked that it was different. They liked that it was somebody witty. They liked that it was didn't have to be a fucking joke that somebody rehearsed or stole from a book or whatever. It's like, oh, this guy's going to be funny on his own. He's going to make us laugh. Several times throughout the first couple months, you know, there was people that messaged me. It was like, we missed this. We needed more of this. And I got a lot of spotlight on me. And it was really, really cool to have small town spotlight on you. Not going to lie. Every place I'd go into Dublin, people would want to take a picture. People wanted to hug or whatever. And I think most people would have fucked with them and would have made them have an ego. It humbled me. Because I had already experienced a bunch of this stuff being the bearded bastard on social media. And experience that stuff, it, it kind of puts you in a place to where you become grateful for the person that is listening and watching you. And what I mean by that, there's a lot of people that they only put out the content they think that others want to hear. They want to try to make everybody happy. I don't. I put out the content that is real to me and makes the people who actually come up to me, the people that actually send me messages, the people that actually look like they give a fuck, those are the people that I try to cater to. And in honesty, I don't try to cater too much to them. But I know my audience, and I know the people that love me, and I know the people that listen, and the people that buy shirts. And those are the people that I fucking cater to. Um, things were good the first couple months. Uh, I didn't really have any run-ins with anybody. No, nothing. I was still, you know, still trying to get used to it and all this stuff. Um, it went well. Um, I got to do the, uh, I think it was maybe December, November or December. I got to do... Um, their Saturday night show. Their Saturday night show is iconic. I'm talking about it is iconic. Uh, everybody in this area listens to it. I grew up listening to it. So when I got to do it, I did it my way. And let me tell you what happened. When I did it my way, the next Monday morning, when I went back to work, the people who originally started the show reached out to me and told me that they absolutely loved it, that it meant the world to me. Now, the guy who does the Saturday night show, he's a beast. I think the world of him, he's a nice guy. I have no problem in the world with him. Um, I haven't heard from him since I was fired. Uh, but you know what? We didn't talk a lot beforehand. Um, and I still think the world of the dude. Dude is fucking jam up. We're just different. It's apples and oranges. I got on there, and I decided that I was not going to play some shit that people wanted to hear. I wasn't going to do it. It's an all-request show. Uh, so what I would do is I'd pick and choose the requests. 
And now some people let the audience run that show. I let some of the audience <laughs> run that show. And I got asked to do the show several times after that. And I loved every time I got to do it because I love classic country, Southern rock, all the other stuff that I would play on there. I'd play some crazy shit on there. And the text lines and the phone lines would blow the fuck up every time. Um, there were people that told me they had not listened in forever and they were back listening because of it. Even though they need to still listen to the guy on Saturday nights now. He's a badass. Um, it was, like I said, just different. Um, well, after that, I got asked to be in a parade. Uh, and I still got the text messages. Folks, before anybody comes at me sideways or salty, I still got the text messages from Facebook Messenger. Um, I always have, uh, I think the kids today call them receipts, but I just call it proof. Uh, I got asked in December for Christmas to go to Augusta or somewhere to help host uh, a parade with this woman who does uh, local television there and then an NFL, uh, NFL football player's wife. Um, our former NFL, I can't remember. But anyway, both of them sweethearts, had an absolute blast with them. I took Gracie. Uh, it was just an all-around treat. Well, when I originally got the message from them asking me to do it, I thought they meant me and coworkers. They didn't mean me and coworkers. They meant me because I even asked them. I was like, okay, let me ask coworkers if they want to come too. And there's like, no. That's about the time the salty started. That is about the time... That shit got weird. And I started getting told on for every little thing that I did. And you know what? Let me, let me say this, because if I'm going to say proof, I'm going to say proof. Not necessarily told on, but somehow every time I messed up moving forward, and let's remember, I had messed up a whole lot more in those first couple months than I did after Christmas. And somehow every time I played a song or something that I wasn't supposed to, uh, something different, something that people requested, the people wanted to hear. Somehow people in radio have forgot, you know, because of this device that most of y'all are listening to this show on right now, you have the ability to listen to any song, any talk show, anything that you fucking want. You have to do something different. Our cell phone has access to everything we want in an instant. And you have to do something different. So if somebody wanted to hear the actual number one country song in the world at the time, which was some Tyler Childers or something like that, well, Tyler Childers isn't friend or isn't friendly to country radio. You can't play that on country radio. On iTunes, it's number one. Shut the fuck up. You're the one out of touch. You're the one out of touch. Not fucking the listener. So, if you wonder why you have to hear the same 30 songs all day, every day, it's because radio is set up for you to recognize certain songs and then recognize the ads that are played on the radio. That's it. They don't give a fuck if you like the song or not. All it is to them is ad space. That is it. That is why country radio, uh, you know, they did a little too much dope. They did a little too much, and now they're dying. Well, they're pretty much... Country radio caught COVID is what the fuck happened. COVID killed them, and they were dying before. So um, I just have no remorse for it. I have no remorse for people who think that they know better than the listener. You guys are the reason why my podcast is big. Your guys is the reason why shows are big on country radio. You guys downloading and listening to a song is what makes that song big. Yeah. So 
if people don't get that, you know, just listening to your voice in the morning talk about baby back bullshit is not going to make a person listen. You have to give them something different. And that was half the stuff I talked about in my interview process. And they, they told me to go for it. Now, there are certain rules that I broke as far as playing music I wasn't supposed to play. But I thought that that was part of my character. Um, I got in trouble for that a couple times. And I got in trouble for it when I shouldn't have gotten in trouble for it. Thing is, and this comes from people who uh, who have worked there. People who have maybe still associated, some might say. Uh, and some that are still associated and some that aren't. There's just a DJ that was recently fired, just so y'all know. Uh, none of this that I'm doing right now came from came from that person. None of this that I'm talking about right now came from that person. I think that that person is uh, talented, but I think that they are still too salty and too uh, mad about the situation. And uh, so I, I was going to ask that person to kind of be part of this, to back up some of this, but I thought about it. And I'm not doing this from a place of hate. I'm doing this from a place of, you you served this shit to me, so I'm serving it back. You know, you gave it to me, and I'm going to give it back twice as hard because that's who the hell I am. Um, but I also wanted to not be mad about it anymore. I wanted to be able to not be upset. So so anyway, uh, there's a couple times that upper management had to get on to me, and they would have never known. Never known. But here's a little trade secret, folks, if you're thinking about going in the radio. Now, I want to ask y'all this beforehand. If you're a manager or whatever at one of these places, do you tell the secrets? Do you tell how to get away with doing stuff a little back asswards or ass backwards, however the hell you say it, to get away with cheating a little bit? No. What I'm about to tell you comes from people who were working there at the time that showed me how to get away with stuff and then told on me for getting away with stuff. First off, you have a soundboard, right? So you have a soundboard that's connected to what the music consultant, by the way, they have an amazing music consultant that helped me so much while I was there. He's contracted through uh, there. He's not actually at the station. None of what I'm saying is relevant to him. He was a big, big influence on me, and I thought the world of him every time we got to talk. Um, but anyway, so music consultant comes up with the playlist. Playlist is then put into a system, and the system has commercials that are round about it a monkey can go in there and press the fucking button and let the log roll and you never have to do anything that is why you don't have time slots where there's a dj you don't need a dj a dj is there to insert breaks and talk that's it that's all and entertain you that's what's crazy they're there to entertain you and tell you shit that make you laugh cry whatever entertain you so someone there told me how to where you turn the pot all the way down to turn off the log or the log still on, but you can't hear it. It's muted. But then you turn another pot up to play sound off of another computer. Well, when you do this, you can play whatever you want to and the log doesn't change where you get in trouble at is when the log changes because they can see when a log changes. Now they obviously don't look that damn much uh, because I changed it almost every fucking day. And, but everyone there does. Everyone there does. But I was the person who would get snitched on. I was the person that would get snitched on. Still, to this day, I don't know how that happens. But, you know, whatever. So, 
Uh, once again, I want a bunch of y'all to read between the lines with a bunch of this stuff. Because some of the stuff I'm going to say, uh, you know, you don't have factual proof. This is my opinion. This is what's well, not my opinion. It's fact in my mind because I was there and saw it. But for entertainment purposes, you should look at both sides of the argument. You should, you could, you should seek out the truth, I guess is what I'm saying. If you don't believe that I'm telling the truth, then don't. Go back to what you think is normal. That's fine. I don't, I don't mind. This is just a way to finally get this off my chest at our one-year anniversary. Um, so anyway, I started getting told on weird shit, like weird shit. And then, old damn COVID came around. And when old damn COVID came around, it got sideways and it got sideways quick. Uh, the day that COVID really started affecting us was this festival that we went to, I believe, in Reedsville. Now, I'm not going to tell you who I went to the festival with. But I had a Raisin Grace stand set up there to sell T-shirts, to sell Trump T-shirts, to sell all the, the support and back the blue shirts that we did. All of our shirts are our Red Friday shirts. I did all of these things. Oh, I'll get back to Red Friday after this because you guys are going to get a chuckle off of this. Um, So we go to this festival. This is where I knew some shit was just not how I wanted it to be. I actually started putting in, this is the first time I've ever told this, I was about to start sending audition tapes in to iHeartRadio um, right after this happened because I realized that I needed an eye-opener, and this was an eye-opener. I'm tender-hearted as fuck. I'm talking about I am tender-hearted. And when people come up and they talk to me, we got told that day because I started talking about suicide prevention because I'm a suicide survivor and mental health and everything on that show. And there was a guy that came up to us, told us that he had physically been sitting in his truck, had a gun next to him, ready to shoot himself and end it all. And he heard something that I said on radio and he decided not to. He decided it, it was just a bad couple of days, a bad couple of months, but it wasn't a bad life. And it was something that I had talked about and all of this good shit. Well, that I gave him some stuff. I gave him some stuff and, you know, he went off. And throughout the day, people would buy stuff. You know, I'm not greedy. And another family would come up. And there was a disabled family that came up. Now, I don't know if that's technically the term. The father was a, was a veteran. Um, he was an amputee. Uh, one of their children was permanently in a wheelchair. Uh, and there was something else. I want to say just like it was bad luck, but I think the daughter had a broke arm or something. I can't remember. But... Me and him's talking, and we're bullshitting, and we're laughing or whatever. And he pulls out his wallet because he's about to buy some shirts. And I'm like, no, fuck that. You're not. No. I gave him a bunch of shit. I gave him a bunch of shit, him and his family. Um, and what was cute is uh, you can go back and you can look at my Facebook and stuff from around that time and Instagram. Um, they posted pictures in it and tagged, tagged me in it because uh, I wanted to make sure before I told some of these stories – that I had some receipts, some proof. Um, so thank you to that family. Uh, but they go over to somebody else that's there. And they charge them full price for the shit they wanted. That is about the time I fucking realized that some people are just all about the money. And they're all about themselves. I even tell you this. There were several times, several times, 
that every time Raising Grace came out with a new shirt, new hat, new something, I took my coworkers free stuff. Took my coworkers free stuff. You know how many times I got free shit in return? No, no, Joshy had to pay for his shit. Not the same. I was talking about Red Friday a while ago. I used to do Red Friday shirts. Probably fix and start doing them again. Shout out to Printful. Printful has made business really, really a lot easier on me the past month. I'm very grateful for you guys. Um, anyway, print uh, Red Friday. I started the Red Friday program there uh, to where on Fridays we would play some more patriotic music in our four-hour span uh, to where we would have people call in that wanted to give a message to either a veteran or Red Friday stands for Remember Everyone Deployed. So really what I wanted it to be about was just honoring the military past and present, but definitely um, we wanted it to be, or I wanted it to be, excuse me, to where if you had a family member deployed overseas, that you would tell them to download the app that you could listen to the show on and you could send a message where they could hear you to your loved one that was deployed overseas. One, it's, what's, it's the right thing to do. It's absolutely the right thing to do to honor our military. But also from a business standpoint, a marketing standpoint, it's getting more people to download the app and listen. So if you get one person at a military installment to download it because their mom is going to call every Friday and listen to her sending something sweet to you, well, guess what? Next thing you know, the rest of the people that are there when you're trying to build your app, next thing you know, people there are downloading it left and right, and then they're telling their family to listen to the show and send in a message. It's not an overnight process, but it would have been a very, very good and lucrative thing at the end. You also could sell ads to your advertisers that were military-supported ads on Fridays. No, it's, it's marketing 101. It's fucking genius. You know, I'm not one to brag on a lot of stuff like, but branding, I'm fucking very good at. Well, I was selling my Red Friday. And let's make this clear. I made money off of it. But when you make money off the right things and everybody's happy, it's a win-win for everybody. That's the same reason why people buy Grunt Style or whatever. Grunt Style makes money, but they do the right thing with it. Same thing with Nine Line here in Savannah. Same thing. So... I would sell Red Friday shirts. People would come to the station, buy them, or I'd mail them out, or they could meet me after the show. Whatever. Didn't matter. I was making money. Well, because certain co-workers wasn't making money off of it, they started complaining. They started complaining. If it had been their idea, it had been the holy grail of ideas. But nobody liked it. Nobody. Well, I say nobody. They couldn't like it. Anybody that was associated with it outside of it, besides for a coworker or two, pig vomit probably involved, uh, they couldn't make money. It wasn't for them. So guess what? Whatever. I had someone there who was in charge of a lot of shit tell me when I first started, just remember, this should be an outlet for you to make more money. You should get your check from here, but you should also be able to, to if you want to go be an MC one night at a bar, they should pay you. If you got a clothing brand, they should pay you. Like, you people should buy your stuff. This is your platform to start off with. 
He was exactly fucking right. And um and all this stuff. So Red Friday got shut down. Uh and it it was it just went sour. It went sour real, real quick after that. There was a couple other instances to where anybody knows. I am so against domestic violence. I am so against men and women arguing. I'll be honest with you. I'm against anybody arguing. I think that everybody's supposed to come to a common resolution. I think that if there, we have to have compromises in this world. And if I'm doing something that you don't like, tell me. If you're doing something that I don't like, I should tell you. Well, there happened to be this thing that gets done every day. It's like birthdays or some shit, right? Well... I don't have a problem doing the birthdays. I didn't like it. You know, it took a huge block away from the show. But at one point in time, I said, birthdays are fucking stupid. Didn't say it on air, said it off air. Said, birthdays are stupid. I said, we need to come up with a quicker way to do this. Somebody lost their mind. Somebody damn near comes over the, uh, the console and like gets in my face. I grab my bag, I leave, I call somebody and I was like, hey, I'm not working no more. Like, you can go ahead and fire me. Whatever, fuck this. I'm not going to be treated like this. And then I got reminded very quickly, hey, somebody's had a lot of co-show hosts. A lot of them. What's the one common denominator there? Somebody else is always the wrong one. Somebody else is always in the wrong. Uh, I'll say this about that person. You know, I'm not saying names. That's shoe fit. Where is it? Y'all, I heard that person say on radio after I was fired that this was a divorce that they didn't want to happen and they were just crying and squalling. How many times has that person called me in the past year or said a word to me? Folks, I'm still waiting on the first phone call. I'm still waiting on the first phone call. I hadn't got it. Everybody else there, front office people, People who wasn't supposed to call me have called me. Everybody besides pig vomit and one particular person. Now, what does that say to you? Somebody didn't like I was getting a little spotlight. Some people didn't like I was getting a little notoriety. And they wanted to start fussing about it. Well, go ahead. You know, that's why you wanted to fuss about, people wanted to fuss about me coming in the door making more money than other people. Now, I don't honestly think that's right. I had no experience in radio and for me to come in the door making more money than others was probably wrong but i think they knew that if somebody like me could turn it around i was an opening a door for other people like me off of social media to come to be trained to whatever to open the doors out with the old in with the new and they couldn't control me now, a lot of people, if you listen to this, you're going to go back and you're going to look at a post. They say that was the reason I was fired. Now, this is why this is important. I talk about body dysmorphia all the time. Uh, I used to be a big boy, 300-something pounds, right? I've been very proud of my weight loss and my health and my whole journey with all of it. On July 4th, a couple months before I was fired, remember, I was fired September the 10th. This post happened July the 4th. Okay, I posted a picture of me standing in front of an American flag, bare-assed. You could not see butthole. You couldn't see ball sack. Couldn't see nothing. All you saw was just the crack of my ass. Okay, crack of my ass. Nothing else. Right? 
And I told Antifa in this post to kiss my big fat ass that I was standing up for our military, I was standing up for our law enforcement, all this stuff. It was this whole political post that I made. Now, I was told when I first started working there that all I had to do was put a disclaimer on my uh, social media that this the account, the beliefs of this account are mine and mine on. So you can't control me or what I post or say or do after the fact, right? You can't. You're not supposed to. Off hours, whatever. Now, they do have a social media policy that I went back and looked at. And you know what? I might have half-ass broke it. I might have. But whatever. That would have been reason for me to be fired right then. Okay? I'm fine with that. If that right there is why I was getting fired, I should have been fired July the 5th. July the 6th. Because everybody at the station knew about it. Hell, some of them even laughed about it. Come September the 10th was my birthday. Kids calling in. It was amazing. To the woman who sent me the video again this year of her youngest telling me happy birthday. God, I love you. Absolutely love you. It was it was great. Um, but the day before that, I had made a post about body dysmorphia. And it was me standing in front of a mirror with my... NWO, WCW, World Heavyweight Championship belt that is huge. It's real. Got it from Hulk Hogan's store. The strap was covering up my midsection. And I shared on how my curves, I'm comfortable with them. My stretch marks, I'm comfortable with them. My man tits, I'm comfortable with them. That I'm happy with who I am. That I might not look like a fucking GQ model or a fucking... 6'4 cowboy like Riley Green, but I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm happy with who I am. And when I look in the mirror and I see something I don't like, it's body dysmorphia and it's my mind playing tricks on me. I am good enough the fucking way I am. Well, that is another reason why they said I was fired. That's another reason why they said I was fired. But if you go back and look at certain coworkers, they can post a bikini picture and weigh 110 pounds and talk about body dysmorphia? Body dysmorphia affects everybody. I shouldn't say it like that. It affects everybody. And that person didn't know who the fuck, what body dysmorphia was before I started talking about it. You know, when you've got two people standing next to each other and you got a 300 pound guy and you got a 110 pound woman and one of them's talking about body dysmorphia and the other one is too. One of them looks like they're being sincere. One of them looks like they want attention. Any of you big girls out here ever get mad when you think skinny girls are just posting stuff like that for attention? Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit. You know, I used to, sadly enough, that person, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to go into that. There's a couple lines I'm not going to cross here, and that's one of them. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Um, I take a drink. I don't go after people's personal lives. I do what shit happened at work. Now, I will say thank you to their significant other because their significant other did call me. Called me the week I was fired when I was in Jacksonville, Florida and talked to me for about an hour. Now, as I explained to that person that day, I had nothing but respect for them. I don't have a lot of respect for a lot of other people there. I don't. 
Some people I still stand in the middle on. Uh, but what I will say is they did lay the groundwork for this show. You guys are the reason why I know how to edit. You guys are the reason why I knew how to download, what to get, how to set up a soundboard, how to do all this other shit. It wasn't for that now. I got a paid, a paid internship is what I got. And you know what y'all got? A whole lot of bullshit now because you took somebody who could have been fucking huge. And by the way, I'm going to throw this out here. They have never, ever, even though it's voted on by the fans and it's not a real award, that Georgia Country Music Awards, they had never won it. First six months I'm there, they win it. You know why? Because the fan base fucking got me because I'm real just like you guys listening right now. That's why. Next year, I get asked to host it along with somebody else. Well, guess what? I get fired beforehand. Some people don't like sharing a spotlight. A lot of shit. A lot of shit went sideways. Even, even when I first got there, there were people from other radio stations attacking me. Me and that person have worked shit out since then. I'm not his friend. He's not mine. But he does a very good job at what he does. And honestly, I might have done the same thing in his shoes. Uh, you had a younger cat coming in who didn't deserve the job that they got compared to somebody who had a lot of radio experience. and um, But they shouldn't have been fired from that station before and kind of been a fucking weirdo. And they probably would have got it. But they knew certain people put me and him in rooms together, and they knew what was going to happen. I was going to show my ass. Uh, I was going to stand up for what I believe in. I'm not a person who talks behind people's back. I'll tell you this. I probably have said that a lot on this show today. I would have never done this episode. I would have never talked about any of this stuff publicly if somebody would have called me. Somebody would have called me. Somebody would have been real. If pig vomit would have reached out at some point in time. By the way, uh, I don't know who's in charge of uh, you pig vomit, but somebody needs to check your books. I would get in trouble if I left a few minutes early. Your fat ass still ain't went to work. You, you were never there. Never there. Hitting on women way younger than you while your wife's across. Oh, pig vomit. Pig vomit. Uh, hey, I tell you all this. Damn, I got to quit saying that. I just keep repeating it. There was one time me and somebody got into it, and they did not think that I saw them have their phone sitting on the desk because it had went black. And pig vomit was on the other line. You didn't think I saw that? I saw that. And uh, that is why I completely changed my attitude about pig vomit. Because I saw his name on the phone. You wasn't slick. I saw it. Saw it coming. And uh, you know what? It's cool. Because I still tune in. I tune in every once in a while. Just to see if things have changed. They haven't. Y'all know what prep sheets are? This was a huge fight that I used to get into. Prep sheets are something that if any radio station pays for, that they get the information, and some of it's really good. Some of it's good. But as a personality, a radio personality, you should be able to come up with your own content. There is too many things going on in the world to where you cannot talk about public things. 
You cannot talk about things that are public knowledge. Now, some of it you're supposed to stay away from because you can lose your, what is it, your FCA license or whatever. I understand that stuff. You're not supposed to do politics, even though we did it a couple times when it was comfortable for other people, but not, you know, not when I wanted to do it. But whatever, whatever, you know. It's all about other people being comfortable uh, and all this other shit. Well, you know, you should be creative enough to come up with your own shit. I didn't like using the prep sheets. Because I wanted, if you tuned in to listen to my show, I wanted it to be the only place you can hear the statements that are made. You, I wanted to give you a reason to listen to me. That is what I wanted to do. I didn't want to read off a prep sheet and give you something that 10 other uh, radio personalities in Georgia are going to give you today. I didn't want that. That's not being authentic. That's not being real. You know, there's days I would go in there and I have a bad day. I would tell y'all, I'm either hungover, and that did happen a couple times. And, you know, as far as professional goes, it's probably wrong. It's probably wrong. It is wrong. But when you've got events on a Thursday night and you got to be at work at 530 in the morning, how are you going to be hungover sometimes? I'm not going to quit living my life. Sometimes I'm just going to inconvenience myself. Now, some of those hungover shows were great. Because of the music that I played and the stuff I talked about. Some of it, not so much. And I had to be carried through the episode. It's unprofessional. That one's on me. Going back, I do it the same way. Because there's some of y'all that drink too many margaritas on Taco Tuesday. Next thing you know, Wednesday, going into the doctor's office or the bank, wherever you work, you're struggling a little bit. I was the everyday person. I'm not perfect. I am damn sure not a saint. And what I did and how I acted was that of the everyday person. I didn't want to be held to a higher standard than anybody else. I wasn't nobody's hero. I was there to entertain you and talk about what was real. I didn't want to use the prep sheets. I would use them for certain things. Other things, no. you got to be real. You know, if you're still listening to this right now, then you have followed the journey for a whole year. Year and some change. And I finally got it in my head, I think, on Monday when I was looking at my advertisers for this show. And I was looking for the difference that this show has made when we've talked about mental health and domestic violence and other things. Like, we have touched people. We have been real I have been the authentic version of me. And I feel sad for that radio station now. I listen to their sponsors. They don't have the sponsors I have. They have great local businesses that are sponsors of that show. And uh, those businesses have done nothing wrong. But you, those businesses that sponsor those shows, it is your job to put out the best content that is going to bring more people to listen so it's better for that business. You have to give them a reason not to listen to the phone. Just because you stretch out over however many counties and whatever, all that bullshit, that don't mean people's listening. Reason I know this is there's people that's got millions of followers on social media, but they'll get a 100 likes on a picture. Not everybody listens to you all the time. You have to do something to where, to where you stand the fuck out. 
It's marketing. It's entertainment. It's being different. Howard Stern, at one point in time, was the most vulgar person on public radio you could ever find. And he tells in his book, and his movie, that he was getting in trouble. He was getting so much shit because they had lost some sponsors because of something he said. Well, same day he lost those sponsors, 10 more came on board because the business just wants their business advertised and heard. They don't want it associated with your company just to say they're associated with their company. They're not doing it out of the kindness of their heart. They're putting their business and their logo out to places to where people are going to hear it. And that's what I was doing. I was making it to where you had a reason to turn in that station and not listen to your phone. I was good at what I did. Still good at what I do. Because there's people listening right now that have been on board from the get-go, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you guys. Now, I could sit here, I could talk about how Pig Vomit screwed me a couple of times, how he lied to advertisers. There's a restaurant in uh in Dublin. Great fucking place. Awesome place. We tried at Raising Grace Studio to advertise for them when we first started. It did not go well. Uh, the whole social media thing that I outlined for them did not work. They were our first and probably our last one that was a local advertiser before our show blew up. Um, we wanted to create a lot of content for them, but we could not get right with the staff and everything else helping create the content at the restaurant. Um, but regardless of that, place is fucking wonderful. I'm not going to say y'all's name because y'all might not want to be associated with me talking shit on this show. Uh, but the place is absolutely wonderful. And uh, if anything in that situation, I was probably the wrong one. I thought that the people that I had working for me could create content for you, and I thought the staff could. I thought we could make it cool. Um, y'all guys have made it cool, though. I've been there several times since then, and y'all always shake my hand and talk to me, so I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Um, but it just didn't. For what I wanted to do and the content I wanted to put out, it did not work. Uh, but I was told by Pig Vomit to go there. Now, let me tell you how slick Pig Vomit is. Pig Vomit will tell a business that we can do this, knowing that you can't fucking do it. I was told that I could taste test margaritas on air me not knowing no better you know uh i did it and i talked about it. i talked about how good they were because that's what the restaurant wanted they wanted me to taste test margaritas that they, were, they had a flight of margaritas back then or they still might do i don't know and i did it i did it on air from their restaurant on location and next day i get my ass chewed out because I shouldn't be drinking on air. Because if I left there or anybody else leaves there and they came because my live remote told you to come drink there, oh, we're liable. Radio station liable. Pig vomit told them we could do it. So I did it. Then I get chewed out and he throws other people under the fucking bus. He throws me under the bus. He throws a sales rep under the bus. Pig vomit. I hear your ads too now that run because, hell, you fired every fucking body that could do good ads. And uh, for some reason, some other people ain't doing them there. I don't know. I don't know. You think you're the shit at what you do. You had someone like me, Pig Vomit, that if you'd have just listened, 
And you'd have been open to the idea of doing unique and weird stuff. Well, it wouldn't have been the Josh Terry podcast that was huge. It would have been your station producing my podcast, and then guess who would have got the money? Oh, God, we would have had to split it 50-50. 50-50. But that's why iHeartRadio does what they do. By the way, you can go listen to this podcast on iHeartRadio. Thank you for featuring Politics, Religion, and Whiskey on iHeartRadio, Apple, and Spotify. Oh, you guys are awesome. Uh, and by the way, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of looked at some stuff like y'all aren't in the top 10 in radio stations in Georgia. But I'm in the top 100 in the fucking world seven or eight times this year with my show. There's 3.5 million podcasts in Apple. <laughs> and my show's been listed in the top 100. Y'all lost a whole ass stream of revenue. You guys lost what could have been the next big guy in country radio. I wanted to be the Howard Stern of country music. And you know what? It always works when you have people like that. Thing is, I've had people that have completely disagreed with everything I have said on this show. Have people from different walks of life on this show. I know how to tiptoe around a line and make it interesting and make it entertaining and make the debate good and embracing the debate. That is what entertainment is. Not reading what the new drink at Starbucks is today. I can log on to my phone right now and I can see 15 basic ass white girls posting about that. You got to stand out. You got to be different, pig vomit. But it's cool. It's cool, piggy. It's cool. I don't wish you the best. You know, sad thing is, is there's people there that, even though I know they don't give a fuck about me, never quit caring about. When I told them I love them and treated them like they were family, I did. That's why I gave them free shit. That's why I was there when they needed someone to talk to. That's why I went to some of their events. Other things. That's why I wasn't all about me. I'm a fucking team player. You know, some people ain't. Some people can only be about them. And that is sad. That is a sad way to live. You know, I I don't understand how certain people go through so many hosts. There's one col- common problem there. One. Now, some of those people might have been complete assholes. Some people might have been. But you talk to them about it and you compromise. The reason why I know this to be true It's because at the time, I would have compromised. I would have compromised. And one of the last things that my program director said to me, the one I really like, by the way, the guy that I really, really fucking like and think that he is just amazing at what he does and grateful for him. He told me that he was glad I got fired because I was getting too complacent. I was losing the edge that they hired me for. I think I don't get fired. I think I don't get fired if other people would have accepted that. I think some people never quit fussing about me from go. I think some people thought they could control me. But you found me on social media. You found me. You knew what I was. You knew why I got more attention than y'all did. And you know... I feel like I am 
bragging a lot right now. But if you're good at your job, you get fucking paid for it. You don't do anything free when you can make money off of it. And I might regret this tomorrow. I doubt it. It's been bottling up inside me, and I've been wanting to get it out. And I wanted people to understand what happened. I still, to this day, get asked questions about it. This right here was therapy for me. And I hope it is a realization for some other people. That if you keep living life the way that everybody else wants you to, and you just keep falling in line, (laughs) you're going to be miserable at the end of the day. Sometimes you have to make uncomfortable choices to end up living comfortably. I started a studio a year ago, not knowing what was going to happen, where it's going to go. In a year's time, ranked in the top 100 a couple times. In a year's time, I've got more advertisers than the place that fired me. I make more money, theoretically. (laughs) Uh, They're finna start taxing how far you drive, so I'm not telling the government how much money I make. Um, But I do better than what I did there in a year's time. By this time next year, I'll buy fucking your building. Just saying. And my listening audience is 10, if not more, times bigger. So everybody listening, if you're not happy in the situation you're in and you're scared, you're scared of that next step, you're scared of betting on yourself, stop it. Gamble on yourself. You know what is best for you. It is scary as hell taking that leap of faith. I don't think I would have took that leap of faith if I wouldn't have been fired. But they put me in this situation. They helped mold and make this monster. So for the first time, I'm spilling all the shit on them. And for, like I said, any of y'all legal team wants to say anything to me, just understand. Didn't say any names. But if the shoe fits, wear it. Then that person has to acknowledge that they fucked up and that they're scared of the things that I said. It's not liable if it's true. Isn't that that what they say? It's not liable if it's true. Pig vomit. (laughs) All y'all had to do was call and that's it. I've asked y'all for my taxes a couple times. You still ain't sent my goddamn taxes. All you had to do was call me. You ghosted me. You broke my heart. You went full ass Casper on my ass. So I'm going full ass Ghostbusters on you. You did what a lot of people don't ever want to do when it comes to me. You guys fucked around and you just found out. I'm the pettiest of them all. Also, I deserve what I've got. So thank you. Thank you, assholes over there, for putting this whole plan right here in motion. Without you, I'm not me. And I'm grateful for that. Guys, with your pain comes purpose. So, let's understand. If you're struggling right now and you're going through shit you don't understand, it is for a reason. One year later, I'm successful. In a better place mentally, physically, emotionally everything than I was while I was still working at said company. 
to the owner of that company and all the upper management that wasn't there, just know, still a fan of you guys. Y'all did nothing wrong to me. I don't think you ever got all the facts on everything. To the people there that loved me still, follow me on social media. I appreciate it. To the ones that reach out, I'm very grateful for you guys. To the ones who haven't, well, you're getting what you deserve, all I can tell you. You had a family member, you ghosted them. So I'm not family no more. It's Hatfields and the McCoys now, bitches. Anyway, I love y'all. Thank you for making the show a success in the past year. Sorry I had to do this petty episode and spill the tea, but I needed mentally to do it because I'm tired of getting asked the questions. I love each and every one of y'all. Thank you for making politics, religion, and whiskey a success and your favorite choice in podcast land. I love y'all. I will see you tomorrow.